All right, you guys, so I got to tell you some stories before I get transferred to the cathedral because I don't know if some of these stories will go so well up there. I just think people either won't get it or be like really scandalized or something like that. So, um, so the year is 1999. I'm in my first year teaching. Graduate from Gonzaga, 1998. And um, I'm teaching religion, kind of surprisingly, at Billings Central High School. So I'm 20, uh, I'm still 22. I'm 22 years old. I'm teaching 16-year-olds mostly, but there's 18-year-old, you know, so like I'm, I'm, you know, you think about like, oh, the difference between 16-year-old and 22 is big, except you don't think that when you're 46, the difference between a 40-year-old and a 46-year-old. But anyway, I'm in my first year teaching high school. And so here's what happens is they need chaperones for certain dances, right? And they always give the, the, the rookies like have to, we pull, you know, short, the short stick, right? You know, so, so you, have, you have to do these dances. So I'm in the midst of the yearbook dance, all right? So there's two teachers assigned, me and then the yearbook teacher. And then we have parent chaperones who are completely worthless, right? So that's, that's like an axiom of the faith. Like they have no idea what's going on. They're just like, oh, this is fine, right? So I'm, you know, the kids are having to dance in the, in the cafeteria, right? And at a certain point, the yearbooks are getting passed out. So the yearbook teacher is out in the hallway. She's getting the yearbooks to everybody. The dance is fine. It's all fine. It's like, you know, I don't know, rocking out to vanilla ice or whatever, right? And, you know, it's like, okay, fine. Everything's fine. And what's going on is at the end of the year, so it's NBA playoffs. So being a faithful zag, I'm, I'm interested in watching the greatest zag of all time, right? Not Dan Dickow, Iris, okay? Um, John Stockton, who's still playing for the, he's still playing for the Jazz. And so I go, and they're in this really good series. I think it was against the Trailblazers, and it was just really good basketball. Um, so I, I duck out for literally like seven minutes to go check the game. It was back when first-round series were only five games instead of seven, right, because the NBA has to make more money, so they just extend series longer and blah, 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 right? So I, I duck into one of the classrooms, leave the dance for five to seven minutes, watch a little bit of the game, right, and I'm like, I should probably get back in there. Lo and behold, in my absence, all right, while there's still worthless parent chaperones in there, totally clueless, the dance went from, like, normal to like a full-on grind fest. And I'm like, what the heck happened here, right? So, and who's at the center of all this are my students, my sophomore students, right? And so I, like Moses, coming off the mountain when the Israelites are in revelry around the golden calf, like I charge in and I am like physically separating students, like pulling them apart, pulling them apart, pulling them apart, right? And, um, I have three of my students who I, I will never, ever, I still pray for them. I, I, I love them. They were hilarious. They were very spicy uh, sophomore young ladies. Um, and I, st- I know, I will not give their last names, but it was Star and Berta and Tabitha, right? They completely misinterpret my presence in the midst of that. So I come charging in and I'm separating students and they misinterpret why I'm there. And I kid you not, they're like, ooh, Mr. Landman. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so we have, I, like, I'm like, knock this off, enough, right, all this stuff. So I'll never forget that. It was, it was 
like slightly dramatic, you know, um, but then also really funny and very memorable. You know what I'd do now if that was happening? I wouldn't even need to charge in. I would just very calmly just walk right to the wall and just turn on the lights and all of it would stop immediately and I wouldn't have to subject myself to a traumatic experience. I mean, <laughs> me too speaks out, right? You know, I, that's really hard. No, it wasn't hard at all. Don't want to make light of that. Okay, so um, there is real trauma. That was not real trauma. Okay, um, but what I would have done is really simple. Just turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. Because light scatters darkness. And the light of Jesus scatters the darkness of sin. Sin always loves darkness. John's gospel is strong, right? So we know Jesus is the light of the world, right? And, and we hear this great, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that anyone who believes in him would not perish but might have eternal life, right? That's the sign that you see hold up, held up in the end zones and everything, right? That's so true. God loves us. He doesn't want to condemn any of us. He loves us. And how do we know he loves us? He gave what was most dear to him, his own son, God the Father gives his son to us. The son gives his life for us out of love, not out of compulsion, simply because he loves us, even when we're not lovable, especially when we're not lovable. St. John writes, God proves his love for us, that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how God proves his love. So God loves us. But then this, and this is the part we all need to square up to. But this is the verdict. The light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. That's not just for other people. That's all of us. Every one of us sinners, we can prefer darkness to light. And we can do it when we do do it. And that's hard to hear, but it's important to hear because that's in all of us. We can hide from God. We can run. We can prefer darkness to light. And then we stay in the darkness, and then the darkness grows within us, and the slavery of sin binds us more and more and takes us down more and more, and we start to lose not just our relationship with God, not just our faith. We start to lose ourselves in the midst of that sin. And that's why Jesus came to save us. That's why he came to save sinners. He says, the healthy don't need a doctor, the sick do. I didn't come to call the righteous, I came to save sinners. So Jesus gets right into that mess, into that darkness of sin, in order to save us and to bring us back in and through his light, which, yes, exposes sin. That's why it's uncomfortable. That's why people are afraid of confession. That's why we're afraid to come bring our stuff before the Lord and we have to pretend that we all have it together when we actually don't have it together. But Jesus calls us out of that. He calls us into his light, which exposes things. And yeah, so we have to see our sins. We're like, yeah, it's ugly, and I don't like that, and I shouldn't have done that. But then also this. See, the light of God isn't a harsh light that is meant to shame us. The light of God is a healing light 
that yes, exposes sin, but then also exposes the greater love that he has for us, that his mercy is always greater, that we don't need to be afraid of hiding things from him. And as we choose to step into the light, then we start to see that we're not defined by our sins, but we're defined by his love for us. JP2's great quote, we're not the sum of our faults and failings, we're the sum of the Father's love for us. So we're not defined by the darkness within us. We're actually defined by the light that is within us. As long as we prefer the light to the darkness. So that's the good call for us. What are you preferring tonight? Do you prefer to hide in darkness? Which seems safe, but is absolutely not safe. Or do we prefer to step forward in courage? It's always such a gift when you all come to confession to see your courage, to see that you actually prefer the light to the darkness. And I know it doesn't feel like courageous actions in the confessional. Sometimes it feels like you're there because you failed. It's actually not true. You fail in your sin. But going to confession is a huge act of courage. And what it shows is that you prefer light to darkness that you'd rather have the light of Jesus, which heals, to the darkness of the sin which enslaves. Let's make that choice each and every day. Jesus, help me prefer the light today. Help me prefer the light right now. And in that light is truth, his truth. And in his truth is freedom, because in that freedom is his love. God so loved us, And he so loves you that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus loved us from the cross. And he so loves you that he gives you himself even right now in the Eucharist. Let's live in that love and live in that light.